Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey guys, welcome back to Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. This is Janie Charlo, your host. And what we have coming up is an amazing podcast with Russell and I. And we are talking about how to be open to everything and attached to nothing. So we talk about all the things that we are actually attached to in this dimension of living. And we talk about how it's so important to practice detachment because... If we subscribe to the fact that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience called life, then we need to practice being detached from the physical things, right? So we talk about many things that we are attached to or that we grow attached to, such as our beliefs and politics and religion and culture and materialism and all that good stuff. And we actually give some really day-to-day practices on how to practice detachment. And it's so important because I think when we can detach from the physical world, we can grow more in spirit. So check it out, guys. And um, we want to just wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. We hope that you are all spending this time with your family and your loved ones and thinking about all those amazing things that you are thankful for and in gratitude for. And um, we are thankful and grateful to you as well. Thank you for growing with us on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And we look forward to our next episode as we are coming to an end of season three. So check it out. I think you will get some really good gems in this podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. This is Janie Charlotte and Russell Bruce. Hello, everybody out there. So happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, happy harvest. Um, we hope you guys are having an amazing week and enjoying this time with your family and gratitude and really taking this time just to reset and uh, even make some plans for the year to come because that's that's on the way as well. On this episode, we are talking about how to be open to everything and attached to nothing. And I think it's a good time to talk about this because we are at years in. So we often kind of take a look at what we've done, what we haven't done, uh, what we need to work better at in the next year. And then also just to take a time, take the time to see everything that we have done. But then it's also a good time to let things go. Um, to detach, you know, to get rid of things that it's just not working well for us. So we want to break that whole concept of being open to everything and attached to nothing on this podcast. So let's talk about, before we kind of get into how to do that, let's talk about why is this important? Why is this important? Why should we be open to everything and attached to nothing? Well, personally, when I hear that, I think Dwayne Dyer did a podcast on this particular topic. And 
for, for me personally, I just think that in order for people to continue to evolve and to grow in, in all aspects of life, that you can't have these preconceived ideas and this set box of ideas and philosophies, you know, as if you know everything. Like, so for example, when you go to grade school, right? If you learn everything you need to know in grade school, there's no need to go to middle school, high school. So it's a constant evolution and evolvement of information. So you're constantly compiling. But I think there's a study that says that uh, 65% of people, once they graduate high school, they never read another book, you know. And, and there's a, a saying that says, when a person stops learning, that's the day they begin to die. Because mm -hmm. you're no longer growing at that point. So, so whether it's tied to personal relationships, how to deal with people, you know, we have to constantly learn how to become more effective communicators. Like there's tons of self-help books out there, tons of books on how to win friends and influence people I think all that stuff is good because at some point in your life you're gonna you're gonna talk to another human being and you're gonna have to be able to properly communicate and effectively communicate to get things done to accomplish goals uh, as, as far as you know education is concerned you know there's so many different things that can evolve and, and be better there. We went from an agricultural uh, era to an industrial era. Now we're in a technological information era. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that went on during a technological era in the 1600s, you know, today it it's not 100% applicable. So, yep. you know, and, you know, things like religion, you know, if, if you have like a a fixed set box of ideas and you don't leave room for growth, how do you learn something new? How do you evolve and become better? So that's pretty much uh, the basis of this discussion. Like, how do we stay open to everything and attach to nothing? Like, your cup has to be empty. Mm -hmm. and refilled with new information that's very true um so growth growth on all levels is pretty much what russell was saying i think it's important for unity and understanding um i also think it's important for healing all right uh we can't heal if we are attached to our old trauma and our old wounds uh we will we will keep that stuff lodged in us, lodged in our hearts, lodged in our thoughts, lodged in our physical body, because that's how trauma shows up. It lodges literally in your cells, in your atoms, in your nerve endings, it lodges. So being open to everything and attached to nothing allows for healing, okay, on so many levels. Um, I think it also allows for peace to grow, all right? Um I think peace is one of those things that we are all out here trying to keep. I know I do. And, and I really cater my life to maintaining my peace because that's so important to me. So I think being open to everything and attached to nothing allows for peace to come in. 
Um, also, it helps to raise, raise consciousness, right? So that we could all come together in a oneness because that's truly what, as a whole body of humanity, as a universal energy that we all tap into, there's a oneness. Uh, if you listen to people who have had near-death experiences, when they go, when, they're, when their soul leaves their physical body, they go into the spiritual realm, everyone talks about a oneness. They become one with the flower. They become one with the people that they're are one with the body they're overlooking. So there's a oneness. And I think being open to everything and attached to nothing allows for the oneness for us all to kind of get into that as well. Um, and also, I think it's important, growth is important, but I, I want us to think about expansion because if we can't if we can't get along or if we can't accept the beliefs and values or if we can't understand that information is constantly changing how will we ever be ready for what's to come what if there really are extraterrestrials out there and they're waiting for us to raise our consciousness so that they can meet us halfway but if we if we can't even be open to new ideas new beliefs new customs how are we ever going to expand to what could be out there waiting for us, humanity, to raise consciousness? When we're still caught up on skin color, sex, age, nationalities, things of that nature. Exactly. So that's why I think it's important that we all have to be open to everything and attached to nothing. So let's talk about some of the things that we're attached to. Let's talk about that. What are some of the things that we are attached to? What are some of the things that just come up at the top of your head? Like in, in this society, one of the big things is race, you know, the elephant in the room, you know, and, and that's one of the things I'm going to be doing a, another podcast on like within the next 24 hours. But it's, you know, and the thing is, it's more historical than anything. Because if you go back, you know, 16, 1700s, things like that, the issues that were going on in the world were more based around religious differences and in, in nationality, things like that. It wasn't race. And, and recently it's become race. And there have been laws passed and, you know, social philosophies that have been accepted and they become social norms, you know. So to me, that that's something that is just greater conversations have to be had in order to overcome them. You know, it's like the, the elephant that's over in the corner of the room that no one wants to deal with. And all it does is continues to fester and grow. And then one day you have a big powder keg and, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. you know, and everything, everything hits the fan. So that that's one thing, you know. What about politics? We're, we're highly attached to that and it, it keeps the duality up it keeps the drama up it keeps the separation up and um you know people have their beliefs that's fine um i just think that we can't be so attached that we we lose friendships we lose relationships over political 
issues. Every time voting comes around, there's people literally letting go of friendships and all of that. Um, I just think that we can't be so attached that it hinders our growth. Because maybe, maybe the way your political party is doing something is outdated. Maybe new information is going to allow us to do something better, more efficient, um, and that'll be better for the whole body of humanity. Maybe, maybe. Would you be open to it? Would you be open to it? Yeah, because right now, if we're all honest with ourselves and really look deeper, you know, Democrat, Republican, it's two wings on the same bird. It really is. And if, if we be honest with ourselves, it is another way to cause division, division and separation. Divide and conquer it. Because at the end of the day, I personally, I personally can't tell you one elected official that really changed my life and what really went on inside of my house. You know, because at the end of the day, it's like, I can't put all of my eggs in the basket of a politician that lies, that has more dirt in it than a sandbox. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that I don't vote for myself. Like, you know, a lot of us don't want to take control of the things in our own life and put it in the hands of someone else who nine times out of 10, you know, has... <laughs> doesn't even have the ability to manage their own lives, let alone a state or a country. So, and and I'm not saying that to turn people off from politics and things like that. To me, it's a necessary evil. You know, it's needed in a society, but I just think we need to start voting for what's right, you know, because right now it's not about Democrat, Republican, or or even independent to say that. It's about what's right and what's wrong about good and evil because right now this this country in this world is going to pieces fast <laughs> and, and we're trying to use the same with the, the same methods that put us in the situation that we're in right now yeah it. And, that, and that's not about that yeah like the quote says you can't stay in the same environment to heal that got you sick. So you have to change your environment to heal. So you can't stay or do the same things that got you sick in the first place. And I think this world is in a sick state. There's a lot of healing that needs to take place. I think it was Einstein. He said, you can't, you can't fix I know it's a quote. Yeah, you can't fix a situation with the same mindset that created it. Yeah. So that's that's politics. Let's talk a little bit about um, when people are attached to things that define them. So titles, even like things that you're a mother, you're a father, your relationship, you know, um, all these things, we shouldn't really let that become so attached because what happens when that is taken from you? Who are you then? Who are you? And then what happens is people become very hurt. They become very crushed because they have defined themselves by whatever it was. 
And when, when it hits the fan and this definition is gone, then you're, you're left with pieces and trying to put it together. And then that's how resentment and hurts and all these spiral of, of negative emotions come in and it hardens your heart. So we can't be attached to things. Even, you know, I'm a mother, but my son is growing. You know, he's not five or six. He's a teenager. I have to look at him now as a teenager and I can't be attached to who he was at five or six years old. I have to, I have to become a different version as he's becoming a different version. So we can't even attach to the people we love. Like even Russell, I mean, he, this is who he is in a year from now, he may grow into a, another person and I have to be open to that as well. So we can't even become attached to those important roles that we play as well. Be open to everything and attached to nothing. And, and we should in, in order for like, say me and you, even for us to be better for one another, she should want me to be my best self and I should want her to be her best self. So I can't be stuck at Russell 1.0 10, 15, 20 years from now. I, I have to constantly grow and evolve mentally, physically, spiritually in order to not only better myself, but it, it keeps everything fresh. So we said this one time before, it's like, so every day, if I'm growing every day, if I'm reading, I'm praying, I'm meditating, I'm working out, I'm doing all these things, I'm, I'm studying scripture, I'm studying history, I'm, I'm doing all these things so that I can become better. You know what I'm saying? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm expanding my vocabulary, I'm like studying other cultures and, and talking to people and, and just opening up like so you know, or even traveling a different route home or whatever. So you're expanding your horizons, you're becoming bigger, better, and more knowledgeable. That makes me a more interesting or say an attractive person. So if I was the same person that I was at 18 today, that's boring. You're predictable. It's mm -hmm. like you're very limited in conversation. And it's like you're very limited in your scope of what the world entails and what's needed in order to live a, a great life or a prosperous life so it's like I can't be attached to what I knew yesterday I have to learn from what I knew yesterday what I was able to win with and what I lost with learn from it move on and start preparing for the future yeah um, I just want to mention culture. That's another thing that we become very attached to. I think that um, we we have to know who we are. We have to, I think culture is so important. I love culture and I love experiencing different cultures. That's why I've always loved to travel, try different things. Um, I'd rather say, hey, I tried it. I don't like it. than just to be like, no, I'm, I don't do that. Um, because you just never know. You never know what's going to open you up to something that could be a passion or could take you down a whole different route. Um, but we just can't be so attached to it that we are closed off to everything else. 
So, and I want to mention materialism. That's another big thing that we are attached to. And it's a big one because if we were not attached to materialism, we probably wouldn't have so much of the issues right now. We have a lot of crime based on materialism. And, and, and it really comes from a mindset of lack, you know, and the truth is, if you know who you are on a spiritual level, you should never lack anything in your life, period. But that our world has been so based on materialism as a, as defining who we are and we're so attached to our material possessions look at what happens when people break up and divorce you know i mean it's all over material things for the most it's part form of attachment exactly but we can't be attached to material things it's so fleeting it's so fleeting i've started over two three times and have no problems doing it. But my peace, my peace is what I'm going to always take with me, my consciousness. Like no one could ever take that peace away from me. Material things come and go. So we can't be attached to material things like that. Let's dissect that a little bit because I heard somebody having this conversation before and they talked about an ignorant person, like somebody who really doesn't know, right? A person who's who's not really evolving yet, that they're they tend to be very physical. Like when they're upset, instead of having a conversation, they want to fight. They mm. want to get physical, you know, and like say, for example, in a relationship, instead of uh you know, being more romantic, things of that nature. They just want to have sex. They just want to be physical because mm -hmm. they only know how to express themselves in a physical way. Very superficial, Whereas right? When you evolve and you start understanding that you're a spiritual being having a physical experience, then you understand that working from the inside out, like developing your spirit, developing your consciousness. Now, you know, you become, you become wiser, right? You know, you become more romantic, more attentive. You, you become all these things and the physicality is multiplied because, yeah. because now you're, you're doing it from the inside out. Like it's more magical, more, more evolved it, it's it's it becomes a spiritual it's an encounter it's it an becomes experience. a spiritual yeah. encounter mm -hmm. and, and instead of like when you're angry within a relationship arguing and getting physical it's like can we sit down and can we talk about this and can we agree to disagree can we fight fair and yeah. walk away from the conversation in love or even come back and talk when cooler heads prevail mm -hmm. to you know, do you do you argue to win or do you argue to come to a resolution and become better? Mm -hmm. So people, that's the difference. I like what you're saying because people are also attached to emotions. Big time. People are attached to feeling anger. People are attached to feeling sad. People are attached to feeling, you know, pay, playing the victim or being high all the time. You know, having that go, 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 have to do, 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 be busy all the time. People are attached to emotions. So be open to everything and attached to nothing, including, like Russell said, the physicality, which is physical, which is material. 
is, is what I could touch, what I could see. And we should be looking for what we feel energetically um, and what we could experience in the moment. Because that is what our consciousness takes with us beyond this physical vessel. So, all right. One more thing. Okay. This is stuff that we've talked about before in the past, being attached to your ego. That's the, I, I, the ego runs the attachments. If you understand that, because when the ego drops, spirit rises and you're doing everything from a place of, of, of a, a loving, unconditional, loving heart posture, but the ego wants to survive and it wants to keep all this other stuff going. So yeah, not being attached to the ego for sure. Yeah. And, and that looks like I'm from Harvard. I'm from Yale. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm an engineer. Like all, yes. all these things. And, and, you know, it's like, I, I pride myself that that's the last thing I think of. The last thing I think about is my job title, uh, where I went to college. Yeah. All of that stuff that are that's those are things that I mm. did or I do, but that's not who I am. And and guys, I mean, it's wonderful. I think when you could set a goal and you could reach it, I think it's so wonderful. I think it does so much for you, especially depending on where you come from. You know, sometimes you might have been the only person to go to college in your immediate family. So you getting that college degree was for everyone in your family. So we're not saying that. But what we are saying is that, and I posted a, a post not long ago saying that sometimes you actually have to unbecome all the things you thought you needed to do. Like you thought maybe you had to go to Harvard to get some type of validation. You thought you had to go get that next degree and that next degree and that next degree for, because you wanted to do something and you felt that would make you feel accepted when your gift is there. And is is waiting for it to be unwrapped and open. And the degree, although I think depending on what it is, it could help enhance your own natural gifts. So that's a good one. That was a good one. All right. So we talked about why it's important. We talked about several things that we are attached to. Now let's talk about how do we do it? How do we put this in practice on a daily basis so that we are open to growth and to evolving and to raising our consciousness so that we could get what, what is out there for us, all right, as we raise in, in dimensions of consciousness. So I think it starts with a mindset. I think the first thing we have to understand is that all is temporary, all of it. It's life is very fleeting and things are very temporary. Even your, the closest people that you have is temporary. So when you, could under, when you can understand that and really accept that within the being that you are, you're gonna be more open to new things, being in the present moment, letting things flow in and flow out like water. 
You know, you got to be like water. You just take form of what it is. You don't hold on. You don't hold on tight. Um, and I think if you could start with that first mindset that everything is temporary, it'll really set the tone. Yeah, and and I, and I just think that if all of us are just trying to become the best versions of ourselves and, and constantly evolving, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, that we're, we're going to strengthen ourselves to the point where you don't become attached. Like say, for example, a relationship, once again, being codependent where you're where you, you're almost like they say the narcissist, like you, you need that person to become like your supply, like you need their energy to survive. You know, you don't want to be that person. You want to get your energy from the most high. You need to go within yourself to get that energy instead of outside of yourself. And I think the more that we do that, the less attached we are to other things, because it's like, you'll really start to enjoy your own company. You'll, you'll start to understand that solitude does not being, does not mean loneliness, you know? So, you know, when you're not in a relationship or you're home alone or whatever, you should be able to find some level of enjoyment in, in feeding your mind, you know, mm -hmm. your, your body, your soul, doing there's so many different things that people can do but we're so attached to this world that's why it says be in this world but not of it you know so it's like you can't even really be attached to this body you got to know how sometimes to detach that's what meditation's all about to detach and to become one with nature become one with the wind and the sun and the trees and the animals like yeah. just sometimes release, don't be attached to all this stuff and release. And you'll see that it really will change the way that you see the world, the way that you see other people. Mm -hmm. And you'll start to see that not only is God within you, God is within everybody. And when you're encountering people, you're, you're really encountering sparks of the divine within each and every one of us. You know, whether we know it or not, that's the reality in which we live in. And that's part of the message that we're trying to get out to people. Yeah. But it, it takes work. Yeah. It takes individual work. It, it's nothing that nobody can give to you. You can only give it to yourself. Yep. And that's, yeah. yeah. All we could do is just encourage people to investigate to want to go deeper and want to learn more. Yeah, and that's the truth. And that's what we're, we're wanting to give is what we could do daily to practice detachment. So research what you don't know before speaking on it, before having an opinion on it. I try really, really hard to reserve my opinions and my comments on things that I have not researched for myself, that I have not personally experienced, that um, that I don't know anything about, and in that I'm just I would just be making a statement based on how I feel, you know, or just our passing judgment, because that's what it is. If we don't know anything about it, we're making it out of our own emotions or our judgment. So research things that you don't know before speaking on it. And also 
everything doesn't require you to speak on it. That is so true. Just sitting back, looking what has transpired over the last two or three years, how many relationships have been dissolved over whether or not they should get the vaccine or, you know, whether or not they agree with Kyrie or disagree. It's like a, a lot of times some of these things don't even require you to say anything, you know, just sit back now if the opportunity permitted itself where you could actually make a difference yeah but you know yeah like just my opinion's not needed on every single thing that pops up and then also nine times out of ten in a short little text you're not going to be able to say everything you want to say is going to get misconstrued you know that's why things like podcasts and, and so forth to allow you to expand on issues is important. So if you exactly. really feel that strongly about something, it's like you have a platform, use your voice to, to, to speak something out in its entirety and clearly, you know, it's like a lot of times people say, you know, I don't like the way they're making us look out there or whatever, but you have a platform that's totally free to tell your own story, tell your story. Exactly. And another thing, guys, what you speak is actually what you are putting out to come back to yourself. All right. Because in a oneness, what I tell Russell is what I'm telling myself. All right. So I, I am very careful with the words I choose. I'm very careful with, with how I speak because words have energy, words have power, and we are actually affirming Every single word. I mean, I think it's amazing that, you know, the most high put us in, in this uh, on this platform with this podcast because it is a part of activating the throat chakra. The throat chakra is about being able to speak in a way that is loving, that is understanding, um, and that you are, what you're speaking on, no matter what you say out, you're putting it out because this is what's gonna come back to you. So every word that you put out there, know that that's what you're, you're gonna get back to you. So just keep that in mind. So like he said, some things we, we don't have to speak on, but if you're gonna speak on it, research it, understand, you know, understand it from different perspectives and different views before you even speak on it. And you're expressing your soul and your words are your words are your soul's blueprint and identity so yeah every word that comes out of your mouth is foul and degrading and you know what does that have to say for your spirit you know because it's like and it holds words hold a vibration there's and, and then depending on the emphasis the emotion that you put behind the word it makes it even more powerful so things can manifest like that with just the words so imagine if you're using negative wording how fast that comes back to you and sometimes it comes back in sickness sometimes it comes back in dis-ease in the body you know pain or hurt or whatever it is but it always comes back to us the word don't come back but something equal and opposite will definitely come back and just think of how many hearts have been broken with words and you know like the saying yeah. is it's like it takes longer for a broken heart to heal than a broken bone 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's usually always words. It's always words. Watch your words. Yeah. Um, and know that information is always changing and evolving. I think you mentioned that earlier. Uh, you know, even things that we may we've said last year is, you know, I could go back and listen to some of the podcasts and be like, I would have said that differently. I would have expanded on that differently. Um, information is always changing. I mean, I've learned so much this year. It's 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 incredible. It's it's incredible. But I'm open to learning. I mean, I'm, I'm learning so much, um, even about our genealogy, our lineage, um, so many things. But we're researching it. We're doing the work. We're doing the work um, to uncover it. Trying to become better. Yeah. Um, I want to say that the only thing that is constant is change. So if you have an issue with adapting to change, go deeper and try to figure out why that is so, because everything's changing. Technology, information, science, you know, all of us are changing. So we can't be attached to stay in the same. We we can't, we cannot. And the the easier we can adapt to change, I think the easier life becomes. There's a quote, I can't remember who said it based upon what you just said. They said that it's not so much about the survival of the fittest. They're saying it's not the strong that will survive. It's the one that's most adaptable to change because change is going to occur. And, and it goes back to something we said on maybe podcast two or three years back, right? That, um, you know, all the way from, it took all the way to up to the 1900s for information to double. And then from 1900 to 2000, it took 100 years to double. And then from 2000 to 220, it doubled. And now 220, say right now, it's doubling. I mean, is that 72 yeah, days? It has to be at all so, time. So information is changing. So going back to say before the 1900s and the 1600s, 1700s, and, and we said this one time before, if I had relatives who were up in New York and I'm down in Georgia and I wanted to send them through mail, snail mail back in the day like a letter to say, hey, we want to come visit you guys this summer in July for 4th of July. It would go by horse and buggy, get to the mail. They might not see that letter for months. Then they respond. We might not see it for months. And and then, you know, we have to respond and finalize. So it could take months literally to make that decision. Whereas now with a cell phone, you could literally just text not only up, say, north to New York, to, to China or whatever, in milliseconds. Mm -hmm. We could text and they could text back. We can make decisions within the next five, 10 minutes that it took our, our great, great grandparents months to do. So we have to be 10 times sharper than they were because we have to make decisions quicker. Our children have grown up in this technological era. Yeah. So it's like, they don't know anything other than this. So it's like as beings, we're constantly evolving. The brain's changing. These kids are born with their eyes open quicker. They're taking in more information. They're having to mature faster. 
we didn't have to deal with a lot of the things that they're dealing with. So yeah. we have to parent different as well. Yeah. So it's a whole different era. And because information is coming in so fast, it's at an all-time high, you have to really understand what's important in a non-physical way. Um, so I don't think spirituality, technology should never surpass spirituality, okay? Because at the end of the day, that's still material, all right? Technology is still material, materialism. And that's one of the things I mentioned earlier that that's something we we want to, you know, attach to and we should not attach to technology, not to the point where it surpasses spirituality and who we are as spiritual beings. So- and that's why society right now is in trouble, you know, because if you put technology in the hands of no, that's what's happening. people with low morality, then things, things happen like people, you know, like right now we have all these shootings and they're, they're wanting to talk about gun control. So it's not so much a gun can either protect you or it can be used to go out and create harm mm -hmm. you know there there are a lot of things like even religion it, it, it's neutral it, it can be used for great good it can be used for great evil so it depends on whose hands that this is in but based upon what she was saying is when we get to a situation where uh technology has surpassed man's spirituality and humanity and his moral ability then we have issues mm -hmm. so that's why right now is so important. We have to be 10 times more spiritual. Our children have to be more 10 times more spiritually developed. And that's why there's such an attack on on spirit and, and through on, the music, even everything. on good religion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say all, but yeah. good religion. And I think I think we're at a, a point now because you mentioned, you know, just teaching our children about spirituality. I think it's really important now because we are in a technology, um, very highly advanced in technology that we have to become creative with spirituality and getting it to our kids. And we have to like, just, we got to cut to the chase and we don't need all these fillers. We need our kids to know that God is within them. All right. You are already love. You don't have to do anything. You, you come here and there's things that are trying to program you, but you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You are already God and it's already, you are already it. So when you tap into God, you, that's all you need. So we don't, we need to just go straight to it and let our kids know who they are it, instead of forcing them into practicing rituals. That's all I want to say. That's the one thing that we do need to be attached to is that great spirit. No matter what you call it, uh, even an atheist or an agnostic, they, they know that there's something out there. You know, it may not be what they feel is in some of the books like the Bible, the Quran, the Torahs. It, they may not believe in God in that sense but the spirit exists 
energy exists. And that same energy is what moves your body, animates your body, talks, vibrates, you know. Causes the sun to rise. (laughs) It's there. And everybody has it. Exactly. Galaxies in motion. Yeah. Who's responsible for that? Or what's responsible for that? There's laws. So we just, yeah, we just need to let our kids know, boop, right there, and and not have to go through this becoming and unbecoming process. Although I know that is a part of the soul's evolution, and sometimes that is a part of the soul journey. So sometimes, no matter what we do or try to help people into awakening to that, they are on their own timeline. The soul is on their own timeline. So we just drop seeds when we can. And and when people are ready to pick it up, they'll pick it up, they'll eat it, they'll come back for more feeding. That's how it works. We don't have to force anything on anybody, but we could drop the seeds. I got one more thing that I want to add to this. Be open to everything and attached to nothing. So remember, and and even don't even be attached to the things people do and tell you. And what I mean by that is everybody is reacting and responding based on their own level of consciousness, okay? So you have people on different levels of consciousness and consciousness is about knowledge and understanding, all right? So what a child that is five years old will understand compared to a child that is 17 years old is two different levels, right? So I can't expect a a five-year-old to understand what I would tell a 17-year-old. So that five-year-old typically if they don't get what they want, they cause temper tantrums, they they fall on the floor crying, making a scene, right? Because that's what five-year-olds do. I just want everybody to understand, in these bodies, you have 40-year-old people that are really five-year-olds in consciousness, okay? They're a, a new soul. They're a young soul, and we got old souls, all right. So we're our soul's journey, although we may be in an older body, a younger body, the soul is, could have a lot, a lot of years behind it. People are always responding to their level of consciousness. So sometimes you have to just step back, observe how they're responding and reacting to you and say, you know what? They don't even understand what I'm saying. It makes no sense for me to even put my energy here and try to get them to understand it. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. And, and based upon what you're saying is social maturity. Like you can find 50 year old people and, and 40 year old people who are socially immature. They yeah. never really mastered their emotions. Yep. Like don't master themselves. Go. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, there's a saying, it says, sometimes you have to, to lose the battle to win the war. You know, it's like, you don't always have to be right. And, and the thing is, I think I posted this one time before is the person that you're trying to convey the message to is more important than you being right. Yeah. So it's like, at the end of the day, if you're really trying to get your message through and you really love that person, or, or you really, feel that you're offering them something that's going to help enhance their life then it's like 
do that. It's it's not so much about being right and bickering and antagonizing people. So yeah. So that's it. Um, did you have anything else? We could talk about this. And yeah. Some cows come home, but um. But we wanted to talk about being open to everything and attached to nothing. All right. Don't attach yourself to no titles, no roles, no relationships, no politics, no religion, um, no materialism. Uh, and, and when you think about that, it's like so freeing because it's like I'm just spirit and I'm just free. I have roles, I do things, you know, because I'm in this body, but none of it I'm attached to. And when you can surrender all of that, it's like, whew. especially if it's not working for your it's greater so good and the greater good of humanity. Exactly. If it is, use it. It's like everything's a toolbox. Exactly. Everything's a toolbox. And sometimes you have to put the tools back in the box. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. And we're we're actually at the end of season three. And um, it's been so much fun. Is We've learned so much. We've met so many people. We've collaborated with so many people. And I am just so grateful as we're in this Thanksgiving week. I'm so grateful for what this podcast has done for us um, and for other people, um, how it has is really just stretched us in so many ways. I'm grateful to our viewers and our listeners. And thank you for growing with us. And I'm looking forward to what is to come in season four and even beyond that. So and I'm in a lot of gratitude. Great story. So if you have a great story, reach out to us. And uh, or if you have some topics that you would like for us to speak on or expound on, send that as well and we'll consider it. Yep. All right, guys. So take care. Um, have a wonderful rest of your week. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Take care.